Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. I have not preached here for some Tuesdays now. I don't know what I'm missing, right? Huh? Powerful preaching. With demonstrations. Maybe I should sit down and hand over to the preacher. Hallelujah. Yeah. But the last time I the last time I the last time I preached, the room was full, so. What did he say? They ran away from the preacher. <laughs> yeah, the last time I preached, I remember the last time I was here, the room was full, so this preacher, this preacher scared the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a blessing. It's always a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So, and if you believe that you are a spirit, then you will always avail yourself to the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, if you believe. And you must believe that you are a spirit. You see, one of the clear signs that makes sure that you are a spirit is that when you see people, only see a dead body. You see, when you have two nose, it doesn't. When you die, your nose doesn't become three or one. That's when you have two eyes, when you, when you see a dead, when you see somebody dead, the eyes are not three or one. It's still the same. The mouth is the same. In fact, when people are dead, they look like they are asleep. I mean, barren those trauma. Most dead people look like they are asleep. Yes. They, they just look like they are asleep. The same two legs. That's almost somebody that you can identify this person. Then there's a, so this person is dead. So because nothing really changed on the outside. Hallelujah. Yeah. So just based on even that alone should make us to come to understand that there is a spirit. And the Bible said that when you are dead, the spirit leaves. Do you get it? So it's the departure of the spirit from the body that is called death. That's why Paul calls it even calls it sleep. So many are asleep. Hallelujah. So really, really, when you say you are dead, it means that your spirit, like 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 all of us here tonight, we have homes, we have houses. So if you go to my house now, this I'm not there. You understand? So, 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 I have left my house. I am not my house. I have left my house. But I am not my house. Are you hearing me? Yes, yes. I, yes I, I am not my house. I have left my house. Hallelujah. Amen. But I am not my house. In the same way, as a Christian, you are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why we must put a lot of emphasis on feeding the spirit. Letting the spirit man grow. Hallelujah. So he said that it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words. The words. You see, every, everything and what it is. You see, everything and what it, it, it eats. Hallelujah. Are you here with me or you are going home? Everything and what he eats. Amen. 
if you take if you take a, a, a goat, I mean, no matter how nice the cheesecake is, <laughs> the goat, a goat does not eat cheesecake. I mean, you can make the most delicious of the cheesecakes. A goat, a goat, will not eat it. Can put strawberry, whatever. A goat, will not eat it because it doesn't eat cheesecake. But if you give it grass, freshly harvested grass, organic, oh, it will be very happy with you. Are you here with me? It will be very happy with you. If you give a dog. No matter the grass you give a dog, a dog does not eat grass. He won't come near it. But if you give him some meat with some bones in it, you see it will be wagging its tail. And the eyes will be glittering. Because the dog has got what it wants. Hallelujah. Because everything and what it eats. Amen. Everything what it eats. If you give a typical Ashanti man salad. (laughs) 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 If you give a typical Ashanti man salad. (laughs) He will say, are you trying to insult me? trying to insult me. Do I look like a goat to you? (laughs) Yeah. Do I look like a goat to you? Do I eat legs? (laughs) Yeah. 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 But if you bring his fufu with his goat soup then you, then you know that aha. Uh-huh. Then we are talking business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So everything and what it eats. Amen. Everything and what it eats. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that the spirit man, it thrives on the word of God. Hallelujah. So the more you feed the spirit man with the word of God, the more it grows. Hallelujah. So so if you believe that you are a spirit man, then you must always be looking forward to hear more of the word. Because it is the word that grows. The the words that are spirit unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It's the words of God that bring life to the spirit man. So unless you don't believe that you are a spirit man. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So may we always look forward to hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. And the last time I spoke to you, I think I was talking to you about the anointing. The anointing. Steps to the anointing, right? And I remember telling us that um, you see, everything, the passion, the passion with which you pursue something is also of an indication of how much you respect it. Or the value you attach to it. Hallelujah. No, the passion, the passion. The passion to which you you pursue something always reflects one, your understanding of what it is. And two, how important it is. Hallelujah. Sometimes the reason why you don't chase something, you don't know you don't even see the importance. Hallelujah. But when you see the importance, your attitude changes. Amen. So is it, it's not that it's look, the word oh it's phlegmatic, he doesn't care. It's not true. I have come to see over the years. I said, Minister, thank you, hang it up for me. So you may get some anointing. <laughs> thank you. I have come to see over the years, as like we need to pastor. That depending on what is at stake, people begin to manifest. Somebody may show no interest at all in something. No, no, no. It does not mean he's phlegmatical. The day, the day that the thing concerns him or her, you will see suddenly. And I had that 
testimony about a sister in Newark. Yeah. She, she, she used to be the, she, she used to come across as the most clueless. Most clueless, I don't care, whatever will happen will happen type of behavior. Until one day she found a beloved. The truth is what I'm telling you. I mean, she used to have one of the most expressionless face. You know, some people have like blank face. You know, like Parkinsonian face, flat. Me know nothing, me no see nothing. Whatever go on the church, me just stay here. Yeah. Very possible. Until one day she found her beloved. And the guy proposed that he's going to marry her. I couldn't believe organization power. Ability to organize. Hey, you, do this. You handle this. I need to. I say, hey, I'm going to look for a video. I say, hey, if anybody had told me that this lady has this organizational skill, coordinating college, careless, doing this, shop, you buy this, you do this, my, uh, um, weight reduction, weight exercise, everything. Then it occurred to me that look, when people are not doing something aggressively, that doesn't mean that they are, they are not interested. Hallelujah. So when you understand something, your approach is different. Hallelujah. I have come to see. Even school. Even school. Some people don't see the importance of school. I, I know somebody who did not see the importance of school at all. Because so far as it's concerned, his life as it is, school does not help. Will not make any difference. Oh yeah. Now this matter. In fact, I had we had a classmate. The only subject he was interested in was accounting. <laughs> the only subject he was interested in in school was accounting, because his father was a very rich, very rich businessman. Uneducated. Do you understand? And the father had transport companies, big one. And he's the father's favorite son. So the and so he only came to school to learn accounting so he can balance the books. <laughs> yeah. I remember people, doing, people used to laugh at him, but looking back, I find him very intelligent. Because he had already assessed his life. I'm not going to look for a job. I'm not going to do it. I already have the company set up for me. So I just need to learn how to manage it. I don't care about physics. I don't care about chemistry. I don't care about biology. So we used to laugh at him. Biology, nine. Literature, nine. He didn't care. <laughs> Accounting, eh? Anything else he can get an F, he doesn't care. I, and looking back, I find him very intelligent. Because he knew what will help him in life. He knew. Yeah. He perceived. All that he needed to know how to balance books. And he studied that one well. People used to, oh, when, when, when the, when the, when, when, I mean, French, please, for what? Pierre said, you couldn't care less. Yeah. Because, 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 as far as it's concerned, my life, my life, the most important thing to me is to understand how to balance. I'm not go, you see, I'm not going to look for a new job. I'm not, I don't want to become a doctor. I don't want to become a lawyer. You see, I'm talking about his understanding. It's deep. Because, because all of us, whatever we do, all of us, whatever you do in life, at the end of the day, you want bread to eat. You have never thought about it. That at the end of the day, the vision for going out and coming Running around is for bread to eat. Are you hearing me? So if somebody can sweep here and buy bread to eat, and you can sweep this whole year and cannot buy bread, then the person who sweeps here is better than you. So it's, it's not about what you do per se. It's can you, can you eat from it? Because it says, you see, you have to, you have to be a deep thinker. See, when you think, you that life is about, okay, I mean, life on earth. I mean, I mean, our purpose as Christians is to serve God, but life on earth is about bread to eat. No matter what it is, it's about bread to eat. 
That is why those whom the bread, you see, that is why, so, so why doesn't Prince William become a doctor? He doesn't need to become a doctor. He doesn't need to become a doctor. You are a doctor because you want bread to eat, but he does not. He's have more bread to eat than you. <laughs> so, so if he's working, he'll do something different. Are you hearing me? So think about it deeply. Life is about, see, life on earth, okay? It's probably bread. That's what Jesus Christ said. Look, just make your life easy. Pray to God. Give us this day. <laughs> That's all. Hallelujah. So, 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 your understanding, the point of the, your understanding of something will determine the aggression. Hallelujah. With which you pursue it. Hallelujah. marriage is not important. So, so this thing I don't have to cook for a man, take care of his clothes, sleep, please, forget it, please. So they don't even pursue it. They're thinking that this is, this is a waste of my time and my career and my future. I don't have time for this nonsense. You see, so if that's how you, so, 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 so such a person does not see submission for what? What's that? I can take off myself. So I, don't, I can buy, buy my own plate, I can cook my own food, I can, can buy my... I just need a sperm donor. Give me your sperm, let me take it. That's the only thing I can do. The only thing I can do is, 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 is to have a sperm. So you bring the sperm. Just, just bring... They see the man as a sperm donor. Bring your sperm, come and donate your sperm, get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. You see, so, 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 so you can even see it, that in the person's... The way they will pursue certain things, but in that area they are not interested. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. And you also know the ones who also see the importance of marriage. The value of marriage. The fact that I want a roof over my head. In fact, I even know somebody who had a child with another man, but had vowed that he would never have children with two different men. So even though the guy was a beast, he went back to the guy again so that all his children have the same father. You know, so, yeah, because so he, he sees he sees uh, children with the same father and mother as important. So even though this guy is very busy, I still go to him, so that all my children have the same parent father. It's, 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 so all I'm doing is our pursuit of things. Okay, our, um, our pursuit of things depends on the importance. The only problem that I will tell you, Bible says, wisdom is justified. By his children. So, when you put a lot of emphasis on something that is not important, only to find out that it was not important, that's where the pain is. May you pick the right thing and follow it. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. You see, because by nature, all of us will pursue what is important. Only I pray that you choose the right thing as important. Amen. Everybody will perceive what they think is important to him. Only that pray that God will give you wisdom. That the one, you see, that, that's what Bishop say. Make sure you back the right horse. Because you can easily back the wrong horse. Are you hearing me? Because as you have just disregarded this thing, it's not important. I don't care. Only to find out that it was important. You back the wrong horse. May you never back the wrong horse. I say, may you never back the wrong horse. Hallelujah. Huh? Are you here with me? Yes. Powerful. So, when it comes to the anointing, your pursuit of the anointing, or how much you want to taste the anointing, or how much you are willing to pay for the anointing, is a reflection of how much you value it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a reflection. If this is, if I get this, you see, if I get this, I have everything. See, and one person who had a great understanding, okay, one person who had a great understanding and respect for the anointing was David. That's what I told him. David respected the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. And because, see, because he knew, see, 
You see, he put all his emphasis and strength on the anointing. Because he knew what the anointing can do. Hallelujah. So, he was willing to pay any price for the anointing. Because he knew the anointing makes a difference. Hallelujah. If there's one person who understood the anointing, that's why when you read the Psalms, Psalm 18, he said, because of the anointing, my enemies will not have an advantage over me. Because of the anointing, I will not be deceived. Because of the anointing, I will receive mercy. Because of, see, he, he linked all his blessings to the anointing. Which is, which is also another level of I'm telling you deep things. You see, which is also another level of intelligence. Most people cannot link, most people cannot identify the source. Most people cannot identify their source of success. You don't even know this particular thing that you do. That's what makes you prosper. It's also very deep. Most people cannot really identify that. Oh, are you hearing me? Yeah. Very few people can teach you. See, very few people can teach you how to be successful. Most people are successful, but they cannot explain to somebody. If you ask most girls, why are you married? They'll say, you know, I'm beautiful. You see, that's what they will say. <laughs> he lied me. And I'm beautiful. You see, they, 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 they cannot link their being married to maybe because of their humility. They, they, they can't relate to that. Or their smile. No, so I'm beautiful and we're in the same class and she liked me. But you cannot really, no, 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 it's not that. Maybe, maybe it's maybe because the way you talk, the way you smile. See, they can't teach somebody. Yeah. That is why a better way to copy somebody is both to do what they say and, and observe. Observation of what? Because when you ask the person, the person himself cannot be able to explain to you. Just watch. You see, the person may not be because it takes a, it takes a high intelligence. Yeah. Because a lot of people go, oh, he liked me and we're in classmates and, and I, no, 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 for all you know, you, see, you can't really link it to that. No. Maybe it's even the way you read your Bible or pray or the way you talk. That is what's attractive. Because if you knew that, you would have told your sister, look, learn to talk the way I talk. But because you didn't know that, that's why I couldn't tell your sister. That's why your sister could not become as successful as you are. Because you can't transmit it. Are you here with me? That's why she must come for Tuesday service. Because I'm really giving you deep These are nuggets. Deep. A lot of, a lot of people. A lot of people. So, 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 so that, is why, that is why they say copying is the fastest way to success. Because most people cannot explain why they are successful, you just copy them. Because if you ask them to teach you, they can't teach you. <laughs> they may put emphasis on something. They may say, "Oh, because I had an MBA." No, no, no. It's not that. It's something else. They cannot. Are you hearing me? So David, not only did he respect the anointing, he understood. Now look, everything that I have, me, David, everything from my shoelace to my crown is because of the anointing. He knew that even mercy. You see, when you read Psalm 89, you see, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. Okay? I have found him with my holy oil, I have anointed him. Verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established. My, my arm also. So, see, so right away, he said, even he understood that even he's been the king, being established. It's not because he has good security forces. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But somebody can say that, oh, if you want to have a good government and stability, uh, get a good army, get a good police, make sure that the navy is all, the, the navies are taken care of. David understood that, no, 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 it's not even that. It's because of the anointing. And also shall strengthen him, even his power. Hallelujah. Would, uh, next one. The, you see, the enemy shall not exert upon him. Have you seen how you see? So even, so far as David is concerned, even the ability not to be defeated by the enemy. It's not because he has good uh, strategies. But somebody can also say, oh, you know, to win the battle, you must have a good general, make sure that, you know, that's, that, 
first column, gather here, gather here, you know, you need to show that, show that that's the way you win the battle. But David said, no, no. And, that, and that's what the person will teach you. And you will do all that and still lose the battle. Because the person, the person was not able to, you see, the person was not able to identify. So you just follow the person, good army, good general, good navy, and still be defeated. Because, you see, the person lacked the intelligence and the depth to identify the reality. David said, even my winning wars, it's not because I have a good army, but because of the anointing. A good example is Bishop Dag. Is he Bishop Dag? Eh? Now, because he's very successful, okay, very successful that even presidents are begging him to pray for them. Because of where he is now, a lot of people want to. A lot of people are following him, his teachings. As, do you understand what I'm saying? People are copying. Oh, a lot of people are just. I mean, following. Oh, they are they are copying what he does. Oh, okay, he preaches this way. He. Yeah, he has come style this way. I mean, he, he, he even walks this way. He has a way of throwing his leg when he's walking. <laughs> he has come this way. People are beginning to talk like him. They are beginning to, you know what I'm saying? So, people are beginning to ascribe maybe this is why he's successful. Do you understand? But you see, it's not by that. You can have camp meetings. It's not by that. What people don't know, you see, I'm talking about David, you see, Bishop, even Bishop. What people don't know is his love for God. You see, that is his deep love for God. If you don't know, that is the source. His deep love for God is what people don't know. So you may copy his camp style, you may copy the way he preaches, you may copy his, but you, you see, you have not gotten to the source. Which is the man's deep love for God. Which is his, his love for God is so much. He said, look, if I serve God and I don't have anything at all, I'm okay. Do you understand? Yeah. It, 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 that is how he, he loves God to the point that he said, look, even if by abandoning my career, I don't fly again, I don't do anything again. I, that's how much I love God. So, 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 so once again, you are copying him, but you have not gotten to the source. You don't have that deep laugh. Will you wear one shoe? Will you be able to? Will you? Will, will you be able to uh, get married at a young age so that you don't sin? And because you are getting married at a young age so that you don't sin, you have no money, and your father is this wealthy man in town. Who is a patron of a wealthy church? Who will come and tell you that, listen to me, where I am in church, in society, I am not entering that your mushroom church. Your father, can, you, can you stand it? Your father is telling you that I, I am a, a patron of Holy Spirit Cathedral. I bought the abuse sentence. And your father-in-law says that I owe the Methodist church. We are too big. We cannot come to a canteen for a wedding. The humiliation. Can you survive the pressure in the wedding? We haven't thought about it. The pressure and the humiliation. And the man is saying that, look, because I'm anointed and, and I, have, I want to do the work of God, I want to marry early. I don't want to sin. And this is what I can do. And your parents are saying that, no, 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 no. The pressure. And they ask you, who is the officiating minister? You say, Reverend Terry, who is Reverend Terry? It's a caretaker of Bishop's father's hotel. He's a law student who's taking care of the hotel. So he said, Who's the refreshing minister? So you have to f- find a file of the Reverend Terrier. So the father, Bishop's father didn't get who Reverend. Anointing. He believes in anointing and believes in the calling. You see, I'm telling you about you see the person's heart and believes that the one who lay hands on me 
my most important day. It's very important. And therefore, I'm not interested in some big bishop who really is not even born again to lay hands on me on that crucial day. You see, I'm, I'm showing you the heart and the spirituality that on a day as important as my wedding, I don't want some cigar smoking big bishop with this. If, if, if the one that I believe is called is even a student, I will let him lay hands on me. That's his thinking. That I believe in the anointing. I respect the things of God. I believe in the laying of hands. That I want someone that I know is genuinely born again and called. I don't care if he's a child. Because some of these big, big bishops, I don't even know what they do. I don't want no gay of the pastor to lay hands. Look, be careful who lay hands on you. Don't be, don't be in a haste to lay hands. If you, if you are really call your pastor, call somebody you know. Unless some gay person lay hands because that's a big title in the big church. What spirit is impacting over you? You think about it. What spirit is impacting upon you? That's one of these big, big guys. You wonder what they do. The church is a political job. Yeah. You see, I'm talking about his depth of understanding. How he loved God and how he was willing to sacrifice. So when you are copying him, oh, he handcuffs God, he does this. See, you are still missing the main thing. The main thing is, you see, David is talking about my, David said the main thing that has made him so is the anointing. Don't, you see, the core. Yeah. Tell your father, hey. So on the day of the wedding, your father, his father even entered the wedding. He didn't come, he didn't come. He, he traveled. <laughs> yeah. It's like this nonsense, I won't take it. <laughs> Such a big man in town. He just traveled to London. Yeah. And the father in law came and stood outside there. Everybody was, everybody was trying to see who the Reverend Tavia. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> yeah. See this, who this Reverend Tavia is. Even the Reverend, he was shaking as he was. No, but you see, I'm trying to show you identifying the source. That's so, so, no, just copy. So, and David, he knew that, look, no, the son of wickedness afflict him. Okay, the son of wickedness, like even afflict me, affliction. The reason why I'm not sick, I'm healthy, is because of the anointing. Have you seen how he understood this anointing? It's not because I take vitamins. It's not because I go to the gym. It's not because it's not because I chew iron. Some of you chew iron. Some of it's not because of organic. Everything is organic. Organic this. I went to visit one brother in the church. When I sat in his house, I said juice. Organic. This organic. Even the water to drink was organic. <laughs> organic. I said, hey. I was sitting there. I said, hey. And I said, I said, yeah, some of us, we need the grace of God, though, because <laughs> I just look and say, hey, we need, the, we need the grace of God, because if you are talking about works to stay healthy, then some of us, you are not healthy at all. He doesn't even, that, 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 that brother even has microwave in his house. No, uh, yeah, you don't have microwave. <laughs> he does not even use microwave because radiation. Hey! And some of us we are frying chicken in the oven. <laughs> yeah! You use microwave. Yeah. You use microwave. Yeah. Steam. Yeah. No, people have to do so. You microwave, even if you don't put in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Even there's no microwave. I noticed. There's no microwave. Don't tell you. Beat. That's what I said. I had. Huh? What is it? Yes, beat. There's something called beat. Red beat. Hey. Everything is going to go. 
said, hey. And as, 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 as they were sending me, I was thinking about my kitchen. I said, hey. <laughs> I said, hey. What am I eating in my house? What am I eating in my house? It was kill, yeah. Kin was. I said, hey! Then I remembered what Bishop said. I'm preaching. I remember what Bishop said because one time I'm, uh, I went up to Bishop and Apostle Joel. Late in the night, we went to, we were in America. We came to America. We were driving. We were very late. So we stopped at Elizabeth. Late in the night, around 1, 1 a.m., to go and get some Dunkin' Donuts. We were tired. It was a long day. So we go to the Dunkin' Donuts. He said, what do I want? And I said, oh, I, want, I ordered uh, chicken, Coca-Cola. McDonald's. Mac- McDonald's. McDonald's. And McDonald's. I ordered chicken, Coke. No, number two with Coke and fries. <laughs> then uh, uh, Bishop uh, asked Bishop, oh, no, uh, give me what mustard. Number two with Coke. Let's add it. <laughs> then he asked Apostle, what do you want? He said, oh, number salad. And then what drink do you want? Water. <laughs> What do you say? What salad and then what drink? Water. Bishop look at him and say, pray that you don't die before us. Because if you don't die. He said, pray that you don't die before because we'll really laugh at you. <laughs> So it's not a well. Now you're going to call your when your when your husband said that, when your when your wife said that. No, when your wife said that, your cholesterol is high. You can't eat pork and oh, did you hear what Reverend said? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. And some brothers say Amen because your wife also cursed. You see, there's also a verse. There's also a verse. That's there's also a verse. That says that the horse is prepared for battle. You see, the horse is prepared for a battle. But victory is of the Lord. Even though the one who ultimately gives success and victory is God, you also need to prepare a certain horse. So it does not mean you go and chew. <laughs> Take it till. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. I got them blush. Fried rice. Hey. Quinoa. Quinoa. I say, hey. I say, I saw beet. Even the drink. It's made, what, what, what I drink from beet, the juice. The, juice, uh, juice extract. They don't buy juice. Oh. Juice extract. I say, and some of us, and some of us, we've been drinking juice from <laughs> Costco and Walmart juice. Sunday delight. 
Hallelujah. But she, he understood. Amen. So, you can clearly hear, see that he had a certain respect for the anointing. Amen. That is why he will pay any price for the anointing. Even when he made a mistake, he said, Lord God, I beg you, you can take anything from me, but the anointing don't touch. Because he understood that everything. And, and you, must, you, you can understand David, everything. Because he, he had nothing to his name. That is why when he was dancing and he was almost naked and his wife was laughing at him, he said it was the Lord. Who chose me before, your father? It was the Lord. It has nothing to do with my degree, my qualification. I was nothing. Hallelujah. So he appreciates the anointing. And therefore, he will pursue the anointing. And and, and, and apart from David, another person who also understood the anointing that we must learn is our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus respected the anointing. He, he, and that, by the anointing, I mean the, the coming of the Holy Ghost. He respected the anointing. He knew. You see, that is why he never made any move in the ministry until, until he got anointed. Because, listen, he was in heaven. The being, the Father, the Son, and the Holy, he was in heaven. And nothing was created that was without him. And he came onto his own. His own received him. The word became flesh. So, when he came on earth, when he came on earth, you see, he was God already. He knew things, how things operate. That's why he kept on saying, you say, but I say. You say, but I say. He knew how things work. You understand? You see, he had an inside knowledge. Are you hearing me? He was not just a, Jesus, Jesus was not a novice. He had inside knowledge how spiritual things work. That's why he keeps on saying, in, the, in my father, you, you say, but my, or you, you used to say that the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, he knew how things work. Hallelujah. So with that knowledge, he knew that, look, the kingdom of God working on earth, it works through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you hearing me? He knew that to have any meaningful ministry or success on earth, so far as the things of God are concerned, you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Church, are you hearing me? Because, you see, he, he came with inside information. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I had one politician recently saying that they need to elect his wife because his wife knows how Washington works. Washington is not a place for tryout for who to go and try. You must know how it works already. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said this guy, I said this guy has raps. He said, he said the time is too short to, search, to select a novice to go and try. Go and find out how Washington works. His wife knows how Washington works already. In fact, in fact, th- he said, Washington is not a trial run. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. I said, this guy has raps. Yeah, he said, Washington is not, you don't go and do a trial run in Washington. It's not, it's not, now when we elect you, now we are going to try to see how you, you it's not a rehearsal. It's the real deal. So elect somebody who knows how Washington works. He knows how things work in Washington. <laughs> who can compare Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Jesus Christ knew, knew. Christ knew. He was fully aware that, look, work of God, ministry, power, demonstration, success, success, success in ministry, it's by the Holy Ghost. By the anointing. And therefore, because of that knowledge, he will never make any move until the anointing comes. That's number one. And number two, he was willing to go through any process which will allow him to be anointed. He was willing that whatever it takes for me to get the Holy Spirit on my side, I'll go through. Let's read the book of John. Sorry, look. Yeah. Look. Um, okay, let's go to Matthew. Matthew even gives a, a better account. Matthew chapter 3. 
Are you here with me? The Bible said that then, Matthew chapter 3, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camels hair and, 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 and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Wild guy. They went out to him, they went out to him, Jerusalem and all Judea, and all the region ran about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees, John, when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to him, he said unto them, Oh, generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath of God to come, I tell you. <laughs> John is a wild guy. John is a very wild It's like him. You come to church and the pastor says, Stupid. Now, no, uh, fornicator, adulterer, and murderer. Now you, you have seen them. <laughs> now you haven't seen the light. Chief like you. <laughs> I'm in the church to get empty. In this morning, they did a church to get empty. But when you are anointed, it's a different person. He was a very wild guy. Bring forth the fruit of, bring forth therefore fruit, uh, meat for repentance. Verse 8. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able to, say, so shall he blasted the people too much. Yeah. And now also, the axe is laid unto the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not fruit, it's you and cast down. Hmm. I get ready. I indeed, look at John. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is, like, this is what he's talking about. Oh. Shouting to the people. Whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly pillage his floor and gather his wheat into Ghana, but he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. He was talking about the guy. Say, look, the guy who is coming, he be his shoes. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? I'm showing you revelation. Let's continue. And Jesus answered said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill righteousness. Then he suffered him. Next verse, 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God, this is the anointing is coming, descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Verse, the next verse. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well blessed. This, this was the day Jesus got anointed. Up until this point, he was a carpenter. <laughs> but I'm showing the steps, the value. He was the son of God from the day he was born. His birth, he was born of a virgin birth. So he was divine already. You understand? He was divine. And from a child he knew, he spoke to the father. But for him to do the work, to succeed, to thrive, he needed the anointing. And he was prepared to pay every price to get the anointing. Now, this is the seven steps to the, the, seven, steps to the anointing, seven steps to the anointing in the Jordan. Step number one. Let's think about it. Though. Step number one. Is to go to your man of God, no matter who he is. To go to your man of God. At that point, the greatest preacher in town was John. The one who had a miracle was John. And Jesus knew. Yeah. Look, he knew. 
But this is, this is the guy I need to go to. Even though, I mean, it was, it was baptism unto repentance. He hasn't sinned. Why does he need to be baptized? He was not like the Pharisees. He didn't need to. And he did not join, he, he did not jump the queue. He was just in the queue, waiting for his turn. Can you join the queue when you are bigger than everybody? church and an usher said please can you sit here do you, do you know when I started coming to this church were you there when we were in the upper room when did you join the church <laughs> when did you join the church you are coming to tell us where to sit The Pharisees and the Sadducees were also baptized. So he was standing in the midst of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Can you stand among people that you feel that you are better off than? Yeah. Can you? A lot of us have an attitude I'm better than this person. We have, I'm better than him. I'm better than her. in the same group. Even in church. Yes. When you say the full of people to meet me, then you look around among the people and like, wow, they added me to this group. <laughs> I'm preaching. For what reason? What's the common factor here? That they have added me to this group. I should be in this group. Why have they added me to this group? They don't appreciate me. They don't respect me. I, if anything at all, I should be. Okay, if the reverence are sitting here, what's the next table? I'm preaching. Okay, if you don't put me at the reverence table, at least. and Sadducees, knowing that you are the son of God. It's a question. Think about it. Even pastors. Look, one of the most difficult things to do now in modern day charismatic is to organize a big program and invite a lot of men of God because city becomes a problem. Who sits where? Who sits where? Hey, it's not you. And whose wife sits where? And whose wife? Who sits and whose wife? Yeah. Listen, when you are organizing such international programs or protocols, you must know and observe protocol. Okay? Protocol. <laughs> All protocols observed. Even as you have the microphone and you are introducing the people. There's an order. You should not mention this person there before me. <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm talking. We want to what? We want to thank. You must go in the order. We want to thank uh, first Lady Pastor Elaine. Okay, okay. And then to thank, after that, we thank uh, Lady Pastor Anita. And then after that, we thank Sister Felicia. How come you mention Felicia's name before my name? What do you mean? <laughs> Is this an example? I'm telling you. That's not the, yeah. But he stood among Pharisees and Sadducees waiting for his turn. Look, the, is it the humility? The humility. You see, and, and, and mind you, you see, Mind you, if people don't know who you are, by the company they see, they will, they will say that you are one of them. 
So I can imagine some other people say, so these are Pharisees are the Pharisees. These are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was in the line. So people who didn't know he was the son of God said, hey, a very young Pharisee. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I understand. But he stood in the queue. Waiting for his time. Because he knew the anointing. He respected the anointing. Hallelujah. You see, and it's, it's to really, and go to your man of God. You see, this is also another problem. A lot of us, yes, your man of God. You see, a lot of us, you see, and I, let me, I, this is why I'll end. A lot of us are looking for an anointing elsewhere. You are looking for an anointing somewhere. You are looking to be anointed from Tiritics. You are looking to another from Benihim. An anointing somewhere. But the anointing that you are looking for is in front of you and it's from your and God has deliberately chosen your man of God to anoint you. Hey. You see, I'm talking about listen to me carefully. And what it is, you see, and it is difficult. One, number one, it is difficult. And two, See, just like joining the queue, it takes a lot of humility on your part to receive the anointing from your man of God. Do you know why? Because your man of God, you see all his mistakes. But Tilly just, if Tilly just is doing something, but you don't see, you only see him on TV. Every time you see him on TV, he's polishing a suit and thing. You don't, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. But Robert says, you see what goes. Even when I'm annoyed in church, you can see the way I squeeze my face. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? You see how my wife was annoying me. I don't annoy her. She normally annoys me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could see her, and even and you were wondering, is he really a pastor? Look at the way he was talking. You see how I'm yelling at my children. Yeah. You understand? So you see the human part and the frail part. You understand? And sometimes those things become a hindrance. So that is why God, God has also put the anointing in that. So if you can overcome all those obstacles, then because you see, the guy outside, you don't see his weakness. Yeah. So the anointing, I'm talking about steps to the anointing. You, you go to your man of God, your pastor, your man of God. That is why, that is why when that is why the anointing upon Elijah was from Elijah, not from Moses. Yes. But most of us are desiring anointing. But we are looking for anointing from afar. Listen. Nine out of ten, it is from your man of God. And God has designed it that way. So that if you can overcome his frailty and his weakness. And it's some awareness. Yeah. yeah. If you can overcome it. Because it is, it is easier to admire something from afar. You know anything from afar looks nice. But when it's close. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that, that is why. You see, and, and I'm showing you the reason. Because you see. The anointing is a very valuable thing. The anointing is precious. Okay? It's valuable, it's precious. And one of the, character, one of the characteristics that God respects is the trait of humility. And therefore, God will never release the anointing to somebody who is not humble. And humility requires that you can... You have, don't, don't, if you want to... I'm showing you, you, if you. It's such a precious thing. It will never be given to a proud person. What said, God resists the proud. So don't expect to yes. And one of the one of the one of the things that reflect your humility is your ability to accept somebody in spite of his fault. Because all of us can accept all of us can accept someone that's above us. Hardly can we accept someone who is below us. Yeah. That is the reason why some men who cannot even you see. So, 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 so even so, so, 
Some men cannot receive an anointing from a, a lady pastor. Because you can prefer, you can believe that a man is anointed can lay hands on you. Now this girl, <laughs> especially when she's a divorcee, hey. no, no, that's why God has placed you. So you must overcome her divorcee and all her status and everything, and know that look, even though she was a divorcee, she's somewhere she used to sleep around. Now this is the, my woman of God that God has placed in front of me, and the, the thing that I am looking for is in her, and I must learn to go. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yes. Because God will never give the anointing to the proud. And, and there's nothing more humble. There's nothing more humble than to bow down to somebody that you are bigger than. He was. Don't say this guy who is coming. He's mightier than I. I, I, I even his shoelace. I can't qualify. You understand what I'm saying? So if it was today, morning the pastors. They go to the say, All right, John. <laughs> protocol, protocol. <laughs> you know, guys, he was talking about the one who comes after me. Whose shoes he was not worthy to lace. Whose harness he cannot handle. This day you are seeing the scripture. Here I am. I've come. <laughs> you for your time. Thank you for your error. But it's time. For, for it's time for, the, for, for me to take over. Okay. I am. That's what happened. That's what happened. Even when we are preaching and the senior pastor comes in, we are intimidated to give the mic to him. Like, it's like, how can I preach when this man is sitting down? Same thing. So you, have, you see, and you have to be humble as a senior pastor to sit down to let your stand preach. Because the preacher is preaching, bullets are inside. But you have to. <laughs> but you see, you must learn and give the person a chance and sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody gave you a chance. You see, I'm talking about humility. Praying. Praying for people. Even when you go to even pastors. It's like, why should he lay, lay hands on me? I should lay hands on him. He should not lay hands on me. Because I'm senior. If I need lay hands, I'll call Apostle John and Bishop. I'll not call him. Yeah. But but the anointing, the gift, it comes from humility. You must be able to bow down and let your subordinate lay hands on you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, that's what I said. Go to your man of God. Look, unless you were born yesterday, your man of, unless you were born yesterday, you have to, you don't have to be in the church for for six months, you will begin to see the fault. How many, how many years have seen my fault? You raise, you raise your hands. <laughs> they are the ones to raise your hands. How many years have seen something about me that they say, oh. <laughs> they, they are quiet, they are quiet. We should bear the cat. <laughs> but I can say, if you are genuine, you can say, oh, this is the thing should have done it this way. Oh, I don't like the way you yes, because I, I myself know that I'm not that perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm this, huh? Yeah, I know I'm not perfect. Do you understand? I know it, I know it's not everything that I do well. Yes. I know I have my weaknesses. Do you understand? But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. So unless <laughs> yeah. there are some things that you see about me. That you have not seen about TD Jigs. You have not seen about Ben Hain. And then, it's not because they are better than me, but because you are closer to me. If you were to get closer to me, you say, hey, Reverend, I'll take you like that. <laughs> 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 you have no 
idea. You have no idea. Now because you are that, if you get to get closer, say, hey. Yeah. I'm telling you. You say that, hey. I'll take you like that. Yeah. So the anointing is always one. Step number one. You go to your man of God. And God has designed it that way. So that you can, in spite of his frailty, his weakness, his samawareness, if you can overlook all that and still pursue it. Then, you see, God had made it that way to test how humble you are. That's what it is. It's a test for you. It's not a test, look, it, it's not a test for the pastor. It's not a test for me at all. Anytime you see a mistake about me, it's a test for you. It's not about me. It's God is asking you, can you overcome this thing and still get closer? It's not, it's not about no. no. Don't be deceived at all. If you see any weakness, any fault about your pastor, it's a test for you, not for me. Don't be deceived at all. Take it that God is testing you. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. You see, and unfortunately, most people fail that test. Unfortunately, most Christians fail. No, no, you have failed. You have failed. It is not about the person. God is a test for you. That's what it is. Amen. You see a mistake about your lady pastor, it's a test for you. Are you hearing me? It's actually a test for you. Because there's a treasure with the person. And God is trying to show you something about it. Can you go? And those are filters. That's why, that's, why, that's why the greatest filter I'm closing. The greatest filter for Elijah's anointing was Elijah. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Michelle? Yes. Yeah. The person, the greatest hindrance to the Elijah of, to the anointing of Elijah was Elijah. It was Elijah who comes. Don't come. Go. Don't come. Don't come. You see, it was all filters. The one who was pushing him away was the very one who has the anointing. So sometimes, the one who has the anointing for you is the one who will do something that can push you away. Look, church, I'm not out of voice. I'm just out of time. Let's continue. Please stand. We'll continue. We have to go. Tomorrow we have to work. Please. <laughs> so please stand your feet. Thank you. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.